Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, and I'm joined by Claire Yates. And we're here to talk about the delicate topic of sexual assault in the state agency. Thank you for joining me today, Claire. Please begin. Um, well, thank you for inviting me to talk about this, and it is a delicate subject, I know. Uh, on LinkedIn recently, I wrote a post about my mental health and the fact that I'd had a breakdown. Um, and I'm not talking about that specifically, but during the counselling that I had, my counsellor actually got me to uncover a story that I'd buried for 27 years, which was that I was raped at work um, when I was a part-time negotiator. Um, we were actually closing the office down and uh, the windows were window-leaned, no one could see in. I went through uh, first assault at that point and then driven to my manager's home where he assaulted me and raped me for the second time and then dropped off at home at half past five to bath my kids. I never told my husband, I never told my children, I didn't tell anybody other than there was a veiled hint with uh, one of the other girls that said, have you had the special treatment yet? And it became apparent that I probably wasn't the only female employee um, assaulted in that way. But because I buried it for 27 years, I also never discussed my, my experience with anybody else um, or got any therapy for it. Um, during lockdown, it's a strange thing when you start meeting up with people over bottles of wine in the evening. And I spoke to a really good friend of mine in the industry and shared my story. Uh, she was incredibly sympathetic and then said she had experienced exactly the same thing. And I asked her if she'd told anyone and she said no. Hers was worse. Uh, she'd actually been uh, offered as a promise in return for a contract um, and told by her boss not to come back unless she got it. Um, then I spoke to another girl who climbed into a car with two colleagues after a night out. One put his hand up her skirt, the other one down her top and thought that's what she got in the car with. Another one who um, was assaulted outside her hotel bedroom door at a conference and it was only the intervention of two other people that stopped that from actually getting any worse. Another one who was in an attic um, with a colleague and they, he locked the attic door and took advantage of her there. And the stories kept coming and coming. And the one thing that we've all got in common is not one of us has reported it. So I want to um, make something really clear here. I love working with men. I have got three grown-up sons. I've been happily married um, and I don't want the flirting, the jokes, the banter to stop within reason. But when the banter and the jokes turn into physical assault, there has to be some kind of shout out. And I think there are an awful lot of men that witness men uh, becoming predatory at dues, at events, in the office. And I'd like to hear men call it out. I don't want to be wielding my handbag, appearing to be this lone man-hating female, shouting about my experience and saying, this is terrible. But I'm sure that there are lots of men with daughters and wives, sisters, who don't want this to carry on and they certainly don't want their own um, loved ones to be, to feel like I do. So um, I'm telling my story today to hope that other women know it's okay to talk about this. Even if you don't report it, then talk to somebody else, please. Um, I've got a conversation book with Sarah Evanson to discuss this from the Agents Together perspective, because I think we could really support women and men 
who may have gone through this because it's not just women that get sexually assaulted. The, the thing that shocks me is, I can only speak as a, as a, as a man and a husband, is, is that you, putting aside the fact that the, the awful act happened, is that you bottled it up and didn't even tell your other half. What was that, shame? Or? Yeah, I thought I'd asked for it. I thought that somehow or another, that maybe the way I'd dressed or maybe the way that I'd behaved or maybe I'd flirted but I don't remember flirting with this guy. He's no longer with us, by the way. He died in a car crash three years afterwards. So, um, but I, I don't recall giving him any sign that I was interested in doing anything like that. But you do feel the shame that somehow or another you're responsible for what happens to you. So, do you think if you'd have had your time again, you would have reported him? Do you know, I'm His still website. not sure. So, there are... Uh, speaking to other women about this, there is this terror that we're going to be seen as uh, troublemakers. That that we may not be believed. You've only got to listen to what's happened recently in the news. That we may not be believed. That we're troublemakers. That that the best thing to do is quietly get us to leave the business, um, than than to take this seriously. And I know because he quite clearly, as we've talked about, has done. He did this before. And nobody had the nerve to go and report it because he was our manager. But if someone else had reported him before you, you wouldn't have been assaulted yourself. I know. Do you feel any malice towards the women, the other women before you that were allegedly assaulted? I would have liked them to have tipped me off. To be made aware. Don't end up in a room with him on your own. Um, don't, don't do anything. Don't you know? Keep yourself safe. I would have appreciated that. The men also knew, I found that out since, the men also knew that he did this. So what responsibility, you said before, if, if you know, an estate agency has a, a banterish, you know, at, you know, the way we operate, your message to men is, if you know about it, what, say something as well? Or? Yes, and, and actually go and say quietly, it's, it's okay, it's not you. And, and I'll support you. But I think most importantly, if you can see a man, I, I mean, I've heard guys saying this, going, oh, watch out for Jeff, he's got wandering hand trouble. Well, why doesn't he go over and say, Jeff, your, your behaviour is unacceptable. You know, we all like to have a laugh with the ladies, but you've got to keep your hands to yourself, mate. And if you don't, you've got to go. Um, one of the girls I spoke to was really impressed recently when a chap was actually ejected from the building because he just wouldn't leave this one woman alone. And it was by another man. But quite often we're left just having to run for cover, go and find a group of women and stand there to keep safe because somebody won't leave us alone. How did your husband react to this when you told him? He's desperately upset. Even he, he, he feels like he let me down. But he didn't, did he? No. But I didn't know how but I could you want, tell him. As a, I can speak as a man, but you want to protect your woman. That's just the way, that's kind of caveman sort of stuff. I know this sounds bizarre, but I needed that job. And I needed a job. And I didn't want the stigma. I was fairly sure that my husband would also probably wanted to punch his lights out. I think most men would. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't know what that would do. It, it's, it's such a, a weird time to look back. This would have been 1996. And um, 
things were different then. Women who made accusations of sexual assault against men, which is unemployable almost. The rumours went round saying she made an allegation in the last place, and all this sort of stuff. So I didn't, I didn't want it. I was ashamed. I thought it was my responsibility. I should have looked after myself. I should be streetwise. And I didn't want my husband to start going and doing something that we both regret either. But I was more ashamed than anything else. I think he thought, he, I think he'd have said, he must have asked for that. What would your final message be to any women and men who are suffering at the moment? Please go and find someone to talk to and actually contact me personally. I don't mind if my phone was jammed for a few weeks because I'd rather help somebody else than for them to go and bottle it up for 27 years. So get in touch with me. There are lots of places we can go for help and I can signpost them to the right people. I'm not a counsellor, but I'd like people to know they can talk. I'd like the conversation to be more open in workplaces. I'd like men to open up that conversation and say they're always listening. And I'd like men to be the ones to call out other men and say your behaviour is unacceptable. Thank you for your time today, Claire. On a very delicate uh, topic and subject, uh, you put things across very eloquently and I hope the people watching this can learn something from it. Thank you.